Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I'm glad you're with me once again as we dive into everything that's going on with 4x400, the holding company that operate, what do we do? We acquire, operate and grow e-commerce brands. I have the privilege of leading 4x400 and as always in this show, I'm taking you through the real life elements of what is on the top of my mind with our brands in real time. It is rough going right now and I'm going to tell you about um, what is challenging, what I'm seeing elsewhere, and a little thesis I have about kind of what's happening in the e-commerce landscape and what we're doing about it. Stay tuned. So I was having a conversation the other day with an operator of a, um, a really, really good e-commerce business, smart operator, guy who I, I respect a lot, and um, I've, I've kind of worked with off and on in some little ways. Um, just have a friendly relationship with him and, and a guy I trust. And he, he was saying to me that um, I was telling him about some of the stuff that we were going through. He's asking me how I'm doing. And I was telling him some of the challenges at 4 for 100 And he said, oh man, you're not alone. Um, he said, last month was our worst month in a long, maybe he said ever, maybe a long time. I don't remember. But the point is in, in no uncertain terms, he said it had been very rough going for his business for about a month there. Um, I have heard the same from a bunch of different operators in the last little while. And for almost everybody, the reasons are twofold in the e-commerce space. Um, the, the obvious one that we've talked about a fair amount on the show is the iOS 14 update and how that has changed Facebook ads and some of that. And so I, I don't need to go back through that. You know about that. Uh, but that's been a real challenge, uh, both in terms of the effectiveness, effect, effectiveness of ads, excuse me, as well as the measurement of those ads. So there's that. Um, but the other thing that is a big problem that you've heard about, uh, you know, whether or not it's touched your business depends on a lot of things, but uh, is is supply chain constraints. And there's the problem of um, it is so hard to get inventory quickly right now. And that creates all kinds of problems. I mean, cash planning in particular is just monumentally difficult. I know for us, for slick products, I think I've mentioned this before, um, we really missed probably two and a half months of our peak moment in being able to, to really do what we wanted to do because we were waiting on inventory from China, one key piece of our, of our supply chain. Um, we, had, we had done the diligent thing. We had, we had decided we we're just going to get out in front of this. Um, it's, it's not a great product for sort of inventory turn and for deal terms, some, some of the elements that make a really efficient um, financial core at, in your business. But we, we just decided ahead of time, uh, somewhere in the end of last year, we're going to order products, we're going to order them early, we're going to order a lot and make sure we're in good shape. Well, even still, it took two and a half months longer than we expected to get products. And that just, I mean, that just is really hard on us. And so now we've missed a peak moment and now we have a bunch of inventory and a bunch of cash tied up in the inventory. And now we have to solve that problem of what do you do if you've missed your peak moment to turn that inventory back into dollars. And it's, it's a real challenge. So um, that's put a lot of strain on us. And, uh, and, I'm, and we are not alone. I know for a fact we are not alone on that. Uh, and, um, and, you know, there's no way any of us could have forecasted that kind of thing. And, and so it raises all kinds of questions for me about what an efficient e-commerce business is and, and what kind of financial efficiency is even possible uh, right now at this stage of e-commerce businesses, you know, we're talking about the, the mid to high, uh, seven figures, maybe, you know, pushing into the, to the low eight figures, uh, that, that scale of business. And so, yeah, so, so it's created real problems. Um, and so that's quite a thing, right? Uh, that on both the marketing side, which I don't expect to get 
in some ways I expect to get better, like sort of algorithms and data. And I think we're going to move to a new world probably where data is more restricted, but also, uh, you know, digital, um, networks figure out how to deal with that a little bit better. So I, you know, I don't know what the, the future holds there. Um, but I don't expect the data uh, availability will ever be what it was. Um, and, uh, and at the same time, there's a squeeze on the supply chain side and that is really tough. That's a really tough one, two punch. So because of that, um, it's just, it's just really, really challenging right now. Um, and, and I've seen this across the board. I've seen all kinds of of brands having these problems. And so what I believe this is fundamentally doing in the e-commerce landscape is that I believe this is moving us out of the gold rush stage of e-com and into a new stage. Um, In the gold rush stage that we have experienced for a while, what I think happened was a lot of e-com brands popped up really fast, made a lot of money by being great tactical marketers on places like Facebook and Google and that um, what a lot of people predicted would happen is happening, which is that it's just way harder to do that. It already was pre-COVID and sort of 2019, 2020 getting a lot harder than it had been before. Um, but I think now we're kind of at a new level of difficulty around um, acquiring customers on the internet. There's a lot to it that is simply more challenging than what it was before. So, um, so... That kind of constraint, I think, what it's what I think it's mostly going to do, and I am loath to make broad sweeping proje- uh, predictions about sort of the state of the total market. I just don't believe it's very possible to do that. There's too many unknown unknowns, and people it's too hard to say what's going to happen next. Uh, but what I believe the at the core, the main thing that's going to happen, and and even if this doesn't exactly happen like this, it will still probably be a helpful thing to think about. I hope. Um, what I believe is most likely to happen is that brands have to get better. And that bad brands will fade out. Brands that really don't do anything great, don't add a lot of value, but just are sort of these great tactical brands. Um, you know, they're just, I think, it's going to be much harder to build a business, or at least they won't get as big. You know, um, to, to achieve real scale will get harder. And, and so what that means for me as an operator and as a leader is, is how do I make sure that doesn't happen to me? And, um, and the answer is I make sure that my brands are good. And that's so simple. But uh, I think it's really crucial. It means that we have to do what good brands do and we have to do it well and consistently and efficiently. Um, And so I am going to tell you right now about five things that we are trying to do right now that I think will make us a better brand. And and by good brand, I mean in terms of what we deliver to the customer, which is is always the core, um, as well as um, how the efficiency of our operation, which is also always the core, frankly. Those both are really, really important. Um, so five things. So number one, product development. This is by far the biggest thing that I'm thinking about differently and I think better than we ever have before. Much thanks to some team members, uh, Rob Clemens on the supply chain side, Dave Recook, um, who's a, just a, kind of my key other marketer, marketing leader in our business. Um, what we are starting to do is say we, in particular for our brand Modern Fuel, that was the jumping off point for this for us. Modern Fuel um, will exist based on its ability to create new products. So, so far it's really cool pens, really cool pencils, but it's a click pen and a mechanical pencil. Um, and we have this bolt action pen that's in development right now. We did a Kickstarter for it. Those should release middle of August. Um, and and uh, what we are realizing is that in the process of product development, it's taken us too long to get our bolt action pen live. And we're kind of coming around and saying like, what do we do to build real process around 
regularly creating new products. That's a mix of things. It doesn't always have to be a new revolutionary product, um, you know, like a real new category expander, but even little things like, for example, a pen stand that's really cool, which we have, uh, you know, on the way. Pen sleeves. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of like little stuff like that that are sort of complementary, upsell, cross-sell um, type products, really more upsell, I guess, um, you know, gift add-ons, those sorts of things um, that can be really great, can really help deliver a better experience to the customer um, and can provide real value back to me um, on, on our side. Uh, and, and we, and so what I'm trying to get us doing is how do we get into a rhythm of every two or three months releasing like a real big new product so we're delivering a new pen model or, you know, like the bolt action we have coming. And, and Andy's got a bunch of ideas around, um, around all kinds of products that I actually don't want to spoil any of those. So, um, so go, go to modernfuel.com, sign up for our email list. If you want to know more about that, it's going to be cool. Um, he's got really cool ideas. Um, and, and then also kind of every so often creating, you know, what about a bolt action? That's like a limited edition version or a small batch version where it's like, we're going to use this new metal and use it only for a limited number, or we're going to create, you know, some element of it, you know, a collab is sort of more of an aesthetic design change to it um, for a certain portion. So it's the same core product, but you're playing with ways to deliver value to the customer in these interesting ways. And there's all kinds of cool and creative things you can do to, to create great brand experiences. So um, that's true on other brands too. We've got all kinds of really good stuff coming for Bamboo Earth. I think um, that can be a massive value driver for Bamboo Earth, but we just haven't thought well about that. You know, so much of my experience on the agency side was taking products that were handed to me and taking brands that were handed to me and not even thinking about product development, but just going like, how do I sell this product? And so when I got brands handed to me or when we acquired brands, um, I didn't do a very good job thinking about how do I add to the product line? And I'm not, I'm not that person either. I'm not a creator, creative type like that. Um, so it just wasn't naturally occurring to me. Even when we sold FC Goods, one of the reasons we did it was because we didn't think we had the chops to do real product development. We kicked around a couple ideas a couple different ways, but just never got to anything that we were all really excited about. And so we said, ah, we're gonna let somebody else go do this. Um, if I could go back, I actually might have approached that differently. I, you know, we, I'm, I'm, we made the best decision we could at the time. I'm not going to kick myself too hard for that, but I wonder if the right move there would have been to put more time, more effort into product development. So there's that. Um, delivering new great products to the customers, there's just no substitute for that and creating good process around that because it's challenging to go from ideation to sourcing to, um, you know, creating bombs. To, I mean, there's just a million different elements of that. And then of course the marketing rollout. Um, and the marketing rollout's a crucial piece of that, that you actually deliver it in a way that is smart so that customers are excited about it when you put it in front of them. Which leads to number two, content. Uh, and I mean content not necessarily um, in terms of creating anything crazy or remarkable, but what I've been thinking a lot about is just delivering better value through the channels that we already own and already use. Um, how do we give our customers real value add email? The brand where we're really pushing into this the most right now is Bamboo Earth. Bamboo Earth really has something to say to our customers, a, a message around what we call real beauty um, that, that is meaningful. It matters. It's, it's true and sincere and authentic to who Bamboo Earth is, to who Amber is as a founder. And at the same time, uh, Bamboo Earth not only um, has that to say, but also um, uh, we have channels on which to say it. We have, um, so we, we have these like Friday letters we do. We have a big email list for Bamboo Earth uh, because we, we capture a lot of email addresses through our skin quiz. So um, with that email list, how do we deliver to customers really meaningful stuff? Well, we can tell them about new products and ways to use products and, you know, what, what is different about your skin in the summer. And we do that, you know, and we're trying to do a great job there too. 
But also, every Friday, Amber is personally writing a letter to her audience about how do you change your beliefs about yourself when your beliefs are toxic and, and those kinds of things that are sort of core to who Bamboo Earth is as a brand. Um, we're thinking about that via text message, like a, a Monday encouragement text, really simple, using text to actually deliver value, which we saw um, from a great episode of Andrew Darian's podcast, E-Commerce Fuel with the founder of Club Early Bird. Go check that out. I, I, um, I really love this episode where they're talking about how they're using sort of a, um, what they call Get Shit Done Tuesdays. Uh, pardon my French, but that's what they call it. Get Shit Done Tuesdays. And it's sort of inspiration every Tuesday uh, sort of inspirational content um, just delivered via text. It's a great idea. And we thought, wait a minute, we're already creating encouraging content. How do we do more of that? Again, in this case, it's core to the brand. Customers like it and can be encouraged by it and it can matter. And even if it's not talking about the product, it's just a way to have a good, deep brand touch point so that customers are getting value from you even beyond the products themselves. Um, and so we're thinking about that for all of our channels. I think there's some really interesting things that Andy um, at Modern Fuel could do on YouTube where he's really showing people the, the insides and, and what makes pens and pencils so um, remarkable and some of the design that he's doing, some of the engineering and sort of op- you know under the hood of some of that stuff and, um, and so on with all of our brands. There's like a lot of stuff that we could do there. So content. Um, and that leads directly into ad creative. I'm going to tell you honestly, I think I have slept a little bit on um, making sure that our ad creative is really, really good for a little while. Um, And that, again, is because probably sort of Facebook felt too easy for a while. And so it was just like, yeah, we'll just kind of take the ROAS that we get and we'll scale it as much as we can and we'll blah, blah, blah. But what I'm realizing is just that, like, we have got to do a good job messaging the customers in the ways that uh, we need to to sell product. And um, we're trying out lots of stuff as fast as we can. A whole lot of it is shot on an iPhone. I'm using, um, you know, testimonials. I'm using simple still images with just some long form copy. I'm doing some product focused stuff, some like ingredient focused stuff. I'm doing some, um, some, some more traditional features and benefits. We're doing this across the board for all of our brands, really looking at some, some really creative stuff with our, um, you know, with our production team that's, that's really creating interesting stuff. Like there's all kinds of things that we are doing that um, that are simply trying to get deeper under the hood of creatives. As I said in my episode with Taylor a few weeks ago, um, some of the best steps forward we've taken with Bamboo Earth recently in our ad account, and they haven't been mixed in terms of how well they've stuck, has been not by like really solving the attribution problem. And I'll tell you, I mean, attribution is a tremendous mess right now. It's it's a mess. Um, <laughs> I actually did, did I've pulled from, from our recent... Um, data that there was a negative, there was an inverse relationship, a negative R squared for those, for nerds, right? Um, there's an inverse relationship between, um, between, um, my total customer, new customer revenue and my Facebook revenue in, uh, in the last bunch of days. So like blended new customer ROAS, essentially, if you just take my, all my new customer value that I'm getting and divide all my spend against it, um, just that new customer ROAS, take all my new customers I've acquired in a day, um, and then compare that to the, the ROAS number that Facebook is spitting out. The two are, were so far off each other that they actually were negatively related. What I mean is Facebook ROAS was a, not, only a reli- not only an unreliable symbol, uh, a signal to me of, uh, of how much revenue I was producing. It was actually like, creating negative value for how much revenue I was producing. So I, I have had to work around it so much. That's how much of a mess, if, if you followed that at all, that's how much of a mess Facebook attribution is right now. And with that said, um, 
I am finding that the solution to the problem is partly to go back, go listen to mine and Taylor's episode about attribution and building a dashboard and thinking this through and using Google Analytics and new customer revenue in in your you know um, platform, probably Shopify. You know, do all those things and do your best to sort it out. But in the midst of that, the real thing that is going to work best, no matter how much of a mess the attribution is, is the same, and it's creative. Better creative that does a better job selling product in all the classic ways. Um, grabs your customer's interest, builds trust, gives them the information they need, makes the whole process smooth and easy, all of that stuff. That's what works. The, the, users, no, the user base of Facebook and Instagram, so far as I know, has not changed with iOS 14.5. It hasn't changed. So the people are still there. And if you can reach them um, and sell them product, you're going to only be able to do that with great creative. It doesn't, I mean, that's really what it comes down to at the core. And so we're just kind of renewing our efforts to make sure that we are regularly testing new creative, that we think the creative is good, and that we have good theses, uh, hypotheses, every time we, we uh, produce creative about why it will work. Fourth, once you've acquired customers, retention. Um, we are just digging into this all the time. Jacob Sappington, my head of retention, if you, he's a great Twitter follower. Twitter follow, I think he's Jay Sappington. Anyway, look up Jacob Sappington. Um, just like, uh, uh, just so good. He has been... Um, building out, continuing to build out our email and SMS flows everywhere. Built a true SMS playbook. There are like 15 or 16 elements of all of the things that we want to do to do a great job with SMS, how that's related. We're playing with some things right now with SMS where um, where, uh, where we are sending things, like I said, like that sort of Monday encouragement text. We've created a, for Modern Fuel, we've created a VIPs only um, text where you know, if you get on this list, you get early access to new products and you can only get there via text. You get uh, early access to new products. You get, you know, discounts. And once every couple of weeks, we'll send you something saying, here's a new product or here's a special offer or whatever. And the only way you get there is through this sort of closed membership, password protected, gated page on Shopify. You only get the access that you need through it, through the, um, through the SMS list. And, and so like little things like that, um, we're just playing with all kinds of creative ideas about where this goes in our flows. You know, what happens, for example, uh, one, one idea we had the other day, if, if, if you open three of our encouragement emails from Bamboo Earth, but you're not on our text list, well, why don't we fire you over an email saying, get on our text list? You're going to like the Monday, you're going to like the text encouragement if you like the, if you like the, uh, the email encouragement. Um, it's this, you know, if you're showing that you like one kind of content, why not um, give people more of that kind of content that they're telling you they like? Really paying attention to the engagement that we have. Grabbing, I mean, simple things. Grabbing past campaigns that worked well that have evergreen co content and recycling them. <laughs> like, use it again. If it worked, if it's, a, if it's an email about what makes this wash product great for Slick and people liked that email and it performed well six months ago and nothing has changed in those six months related to the content, related to the product or whatever, uh, you know, or the season or something like that, send it again to the people who didn't see it. Send it to the people who never saw that email. Uh, because you've in six months, more people have signed up for my list or a bunch of people didn't open the email before or whatever. Um, send it to them and, and see what happens. Um, so all of these little things, we're thinking all kinds of ways about um, sampling products in, uh, in our packages so that if you... Um, if you like for modern fuel, right? It, it, uh, for modern fuel, it's about product development that will create retention for slick. It's going to be probably about usage. that's going to create retention and just like that people are actually using the product enough and thinking, thinking well about how people are interacting with the product. Although, although retention is not very good for slick, um, still it's, it's, it's a problem to solve. Um, but for bamboo, a lot of it is just about making sure that people are getting products in their hands that they like. So what about making sure that every time you get a bamboo earth order from us, um, you know, we are 
uh, we're giving you a sample. We're giving you a sample of another product that's not in there so that you can try it. Um, those kinds of things. And, and with, um, you know, Genuine K9, 31 bits, there's all kinds of little ideas in the background for all this stuff. I'm not talking about those as much because we've, we've got some focus on those other three brands right now. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and fifth, operational efficiency. So underneath the core of all of this, there is this question, which is how well and how efficiently can we execute this stuff? We're just putting more effort into templatizing things, building out our real playbook, documenting things, um, making sure that we're supporting, we're, we're trying to you know follow the measure what matters advice, starting to really get better about thinking through that. As you can imagine, measuring all of these inputs and outputs when there are five brands is really hard. Um, it's hard to do it all in real time. So we're implementing an ERP and, um, and there's just all kinds of little stuff like that that is challenging and that we um, and and that we need to get better at operationally. And so we're starting to put effort more and more into how do we get our heads around every number and then go attack the KPIs, the numbers that we really want um, and see what we can do. So that's where we're at. Um, the uh, there's, there's a lot more you could say about what makes a great brand and there's a lot more you could do to make a great brand, but that's where I'm focused right now. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about. At the end of the day, what I believe will win is brands that customers actually love and that operate efficiently. That's it. And so what we're trying to do is create brands that customers actually love and that operate efficiently. And if we can do that well, we're probably going to be successful no matter what the Facebook environment is like, no matter what the supply chain problems are. Gosh, that, that might have been my worst advice ever. Um, <laughs> what you heard today on the e-commerce playbook podcast was be good. <laughs> uh, so actually, I mean, it's good advice probably, but I don't know how actionable it is. Hopefully it's some help to you. Um, hey, if it is, I'd love to hear from you at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter. DM me, hit me up publicly so we can talk about it where other people can see it. Um, that'd be great. Um, and email me podcast at would love it if you'd share this rate it review it all those usual things are so helpful to us and we appreciate it so much I hope some of you took advantage of that offer that I mentioned last week with admission and jumped in there if you did could you um, tell me I'm sure somebody's tracking that somewhere but sometimes that information doesn't get back to me and so if you got in there and you liked it if you didn't like it just let me know I would love to hear about it I'm, I so joyfully recommend admission um, you know, the, the private um, um, e-com and, and media buying uh, learning community through Come Thread Collective with this podcast. Um, I'm so happy to recommend it because I believe so much in the people who are running it and in the product itself. But I would also just love to hear if you're having any challenges with it. Again, I, I, I bet you that offer is still live. But if you use my name, Andrew, at checkout, youradmission.co. Um, you should be able to save 50 bucks in the first month there. So go check that out. If you didn't, again, if you did, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any other ways that you are um, working hard to become a better brand and you would like to tell me stuff that I missed, gosh, I'm sure I'm missing stuff and I would love to hear about it. Um, in the meantime, it's a challenge right now. And uh, I believe that we will be able to see through it. You just got to uh, put your head down, execute, do your absolute best. And... Um, and that's all you can really do. So thanks for listening.